Hello and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today we're doing a check-in. It's been forever <laughs> since we just no talked kidding. to each other. <laughs> We've got some amazing interviews with some incredible people, but you know, sometimes we just need to check in with each other and check in with you guys and check in with yeah. the world. All there is stuff, a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And um, we have some specific things. You just bought a car. You were just talking about telling me about the fact that you just bought a car. I just bought a car. I'm very excited. Um, my I my minivan that I've had throughout my marriage. Well, not throughout the whole marriage, but for quite some time. Um, I've been in a minivan pretty much most of the marriage. Um, this last one, finally the brakes went out, and I just was like, you know what? I'm not gonna throw money into this car so <laughs> i went and Yay. bought myself a car yesterday i'm so excited it's uh it was it's interesting you know it was fun to um go through in terrifying and you know at the same time like do that all by yourself and um but you know when they came back and they're like your loan's approved and i'm like <laughs> you know, like I was like, I, I okay, I did that by myself, um, and you know, I've never done that. I've never bought my own car. You know, interesting. You, know, you had your parents' car, yeah. and then you bought so a car parents, with your husband. I either. Wow. Yep. Yep. And so this is my first purchase like that all by myself. And I love it, and it's cute, and little. it's a little Kia Soul, and it feels very sporty compared to my big old minivan. Um, like, zip around like a single lady. <laughs> nice. All the single ladies, all the single, yeah, the single ladies. ladies. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it's a life shift, because, you know, we haven't checked in a long time, so um, it's been, gosh, I don't even know, what, three or four months? It's got to have been, yeah. We, six, maybe? I mean, I don't even know how long it's been. Know. It's been it's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. And you're getting Lots used to being a single mom and like yeah. having kids. So, you know, because you, you have now you have a schedule with children, and this is a whole different world. It's a whole right. different world. Yeah, like weekends of not being with the kids and and getting used to that, and and not feeling like I just have to sit around and stare at the walls all weekend. That's been nice um yeah you know getting out and what do you do things. on your times off when you don't have kids are you getting work done or are you like having fun with friends or are you you know how are you mixture you yeah it's a mixture of all of the above like it gives me some time to do some work that um i need to do and it just kind of feel uninterrupted i've been doing a lot of like um organizing and putting you know rooms together in different ways and redecorating and spending time with friends and going out and getting dinners and going and hanging out with my family and I try to keep myself pretty busy um the first few weeks I didn't do anything (laughs) I just like sat around uh, because I was like I don't know what to do with myself um and now I've just been trying to keep myself busy you know I go down when I need if I need to be sat quiet and still then I do that um that's kind of what I was doing today because yesterday was such a big day um that I just have been kind of quiet today uh but you know it's it I have found myself and I know I this is one of those things that you feel guilty saying but I found myself looking forward to it um 
in a way, and, you know, like, and this is one of those things I don't think most people will say out loud. Um, at least so you feel I've guilty found. for saying it. I don't think I'd feel yeah. guilty for saying that. <laughs> you feel guilty <laughs> for saying that's your wired, that's your wired up mom in you that you feel guilty for being without saying you feel look forward to time without your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That it's like, and it's, you know, I still miss them terribly and I, you know, there's part of me that wants them to be with me all the time, but there's, you know, I also look forward to the fact that I get to sort of decompress and, and have some me time. And, um, especially since it is me most of the time, you know, so the majority of the time it's, it's me and, and it's just me and I'm doing all the things. And so when I have that time off, it's like, huh, okay, (laughs) I can take a little bit of a breath and, and be a little selfish and think about just myself and eat cereal for dinner and, you know, do all that kind of stuff that you just don't do when you're parenting all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I am trying to get rid of the guilt feeling about that, but it's funny because it's like one of those things that, you know, I think that as women, as, you know, we are taught that we are supposed to just be completely 100% consumed with our children and our family and our husband and our, you know, that that's the world that we're supposed to just live in. Uh, so well, I think that... it depends on who you talk to. I was just talking to a young woman the other day who has four or five kids, at least four kids, four kids. And she is like 28 or 30 years old. I mean, she's really Oh, my young. gosh. Yeah. And she was telling me, she was talking to me about how, like, just even women, women, a woman just that day or the day before that had really kind of shamed her in a grocery store line because she was a stay-at-home mom. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's also not okay for you to devote all of your life to your children. No. Right? To to be a stay-at-home mom. That's not okay either. You have to have a career, but you can't. But also having a, I don't know. See, it's it's like, it's the big mommy battles because it is, if you are a working mother, which is, I've always gotten it from as a working mother, the shame that I didn't stay home, that I didn't, that I let other people raise my children. I, that's a quote. So, um, <laughs> a direct quote wow. from someone that I was letting other people raise my children, um, by having them in childcare. Um, and I would defend myself, you know, when they were, especially with they were at Raintree, they're at preschool. It's, it's a educational program. It's preparing them for life, blah, blah, you know? And I'm like, all right. Uh, and I also have to work, so there's right. that. Um, right. And they would say, oh, well, you could figure it out if you really wanted to. If you really wanted to figure it, you know, to be home with your children, you would figure it out. Okay, well, good on hmm. you. Rose on your <laughs> nose. That's interesting. You know, but then you have the flip side. Because I did stay home with Scout when she was um, a baby. Up until she was about a year and a half, I stayed home with her. And I had the the shaming of the you know the working mom who'd say oh you know you just are all you care about is your kid and you don't have a life to your own and you need to you know be independent and blah 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 and it was just like you can't win you can't 
win. So since you can't win and they're all thoughts, can you just give up the – what do we got to do to give, get you to give up the guilt one? Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I've been asking myself that a couple – a little bit, a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's – it's definitely been a process. It is. It went from me not even being able to utter the words, you know, like I would not ever have said that out loud a couple of months ago. Like I wouldn't have admitted to that. If somebody asked me, you know, how are you doing? I'd be like, oh, I'm doing okay. You know, it's the worst part of being without my kids, which is still, I mean, it still is the worst part is being without my kids. You know, I had to go through... The 4th of July holiday, you know, and it's also my daughter's birthday, and and that sucked. It's It sucks to not be with your kid on her birthday at any point during that day, um, when you have been for 14 years. Um, but, you know, the flip side of that is that I, you know, can also say that I do look forward to my, my time um, and taking that break. And I'm being able to say that out loud now. Um, now I just got to get the guilt out of myself that I feel when I say that. So baby steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to, if you can just acknowledge that that guilt in yourself is just a feeling and not a fact, I think yeah. that's the most important thing. Because yeah. I feel those feelings all the time. I mean, I still resonate with guilt sometimes about stuff, but I just go, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, mean, we I'm, know what that is. Yeah, yeah, I know what that is. I've seen yeah. that before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. Been yeah. there, been there. So, yeah, but, you know, slowly but surely we're plodding along and, um, you know, uh, so much has changed, but at the same time, it's it, it's good. Um, of course, I wish that I could say everything was easy and simple and blah, 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 and, and it, it will be, you know, I think that we'll get there to that place, but, um, you know you got to have some bumps in the road. And the thing that's amazing is that I have the work that backs me up every time. Um, even when I begin, even when I doubt it, it's still backing me up. Um, even when I feel like there's no possible way that I've got the ability to get through this, you know, or, or I, I, why would the universe blah, 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 you know? Um, I, it still got my back, and as long as I just bring myself center, um, I usually can see it much clearer, which is just amazing. So, you know, that, I'm incredibly grateful for that. Oh, yeah. you have a bunch of stuff. You've got a bunch of change that's been going on in your life, too. I do. I do. I've had a bunch of interesting, yeah, <laughs> interesting <laughs> stuff. Right. So last week, I well, I announced a couple months ago, I, I started going by they, them pronouns. And that seemed like a kind of a, a little tiny epiphany of something I'd been resisting for a while. So then I, and then last week, I took my last shot of testosterone. So I announced that I was sharing today how interesting it is, because I share those things from a couple for a couple of reasons one for educational purposes so in case people are interested or want to want to be educated i've always kind of used my life in that way it's always i've always kind of led by example that way um and uh but i share from a place of just more letting kind of people know 
You know what I mean? Like if I didn't, I, I would want to know about that. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, people are interested in that and, you know, and, yeah. and so, um, but I don't, but, uh, we talked about this with Aaron Brown, how people, what, what we live in this, you know, how we interpret our universe, how we interpret our world is through our own lenses and through our own filters and our own beliefs. And so how people, it was interesting because I went back and watched my video about, uh, I did a video, a Facebook video on going off testosterone. I went back and watched it again because I had so many people responding with like, oh, we want to support you and see you through this or whatever. And I was like, am I, am I going through something? Cause this is, I'm like, I'm good here. Like this is like, like this was a decision I made and I'm pretty happy right. with it. So I am. It is. Yeah. It's interesting though, because, um, but that's how people interpret things. And I think the other thing is that there's just so no knowledge about testosterone mm -hmm. that yeah. people consider it. And you know, actually, now that I say that, I did say that I'm doing, I did it for health reasons, but my point of health reasons meant just, I want to put my, I'm, if I don't need to take testosterone to be any more masculine than I am going to get, cause I'm not going to get, you know, like it's right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm butch enough. Um, then I don't need to put myself in a heart category of men. Right. 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 So on testosterone, essentially, I am in the same category as every other guy around heart disease and all that kind of stuff. If I go right. off testosterone, then I'm in a category for women's heart disease, which is lower than men. Right. Right. So that's what I mean by like, I want to live a long time. And so I would be putting myself in the category of women so I people might have gotten if I said one now that I say that I was like maybe it was because I said something about that I was doing it for health reasons yeah also. And I, so I've got a question for you around that um so with that and with having had the testosterone and now not having the testosterone you've already you went through what would be like a menopause correct right. like you I think so, so kind well of yes I mean you do Definitely, you go through menopause at the same time you go through puberty and because the ovaries shut down. Uh -huh. um, but what the question is, I know guys who have – I know three guys personally, and I, I know there's a lot more than this. But I know three guys personally who have gone off testosterone, had a baby, and then gone back on testosterone. Ah. But those guys had only been on testosterone for like a year, a year and a half. Like they hadn't been uh -huh. on for 17 years, and they weren't right. 52. You know what I mean? Right. These guys were in right. their 30s. They'd gone on testosterone in their, you know, the, like one of my friends was, I think it was probably 28, and he'd been on testosterone for two years, and he went off, had a baby, went back on, you know, like that. Right. So they're right. a lot younger people than me and had only been on a short time. My doctor, that, because one of my things was, I don't, I would always say I didn't want to go off testosterone until I was sure that I was not going to have a period because right. that's a deal breaker for me. I don't want to do that. Um, right. So I talked to my doctor about it, and he – they're basically like no guarantees essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so it's possible. I mean it's possible, but I would guess it's a very slim and slight chance for me personally around that. And there are a couple of reasons. One – I'm pretty clear now that as a woman, I had PCOS, you know, right? Yeah, polycystic ovary syndrome, yeah. Yeah, because I never ovulated. <laughs> I I never mm. had periods. Like I had to go, when I was a, when I was a young woman, um, I, you know, and under the care of like my parents and stuff like that, I, you know, like my mom was concerned about it, so they would make me go to the doctor and give me shots to make me have a period. Ah, Right. Interesting. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so 
then when I was out on my own, I just didn't care. You know right. what I mean? Like I, just, I didn't ever have periods and I just didn't care. And I never knew when one was coming. I could feel it in my body when one was coming easily. So I could, you know, be prepared for it that way. But I didn't, that just would pop out of the blue. <laughs> just be like, oh, yeah, shit. interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I never knew when that was going to happen. So given that I had PCOS and all those issues having them before, and I've been on testosterone for 17 years, I'm praying to all the lords of menses to not come to me. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not come back to me. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So what does that mean in terms of your risk then for ovarian or uterine cancer or breast cancer? Um, well, breast cancer, my breast got removed in 2003 and I have just a little bit of breast tissue left that I check regularly or, you know, my doctors do and I do, but I don't have very much breast tissue left okay. at all. Because uh, okay. they took I had a double mastectomy in 2003. Um, but ovarian cancer and um, I'm just in the same risk category as everybody else as far as we know. There used to be this myth that testosterone caused ovarian cancer. And uh-huh. so that's why a lot of trans guys would go get uh, hysterectomies. Now, I say that. And as I say that, I want to make sure I also say a lot of trans guys got hysterectomies, too, because they didn't want their girl parts. They didn't want right. female parts in their body. I've right. never had an issue with my female parts. I love all my female parts. <laughs> there has never yes. been an issue with having female parts in my body. So, but at one point I went and talked to a doctor because in DC at the time when I was transitioning and my friends were transitioning, after a couple of years on testosterone, everybody was talking about getting hysterectomies done. A couple of my friends got that done. Well, the doctor in Washington, D.C., the only one who had given a, tr- a hysterectomy to a trans guy that we knew about, you know, right. was a guy who at the time didn't do anything with laparoscopy. And that was when laparoscopy was just kind of starting to come out, right? Uh-huh. But there were hysterectomies starting to be done with laparoscopy. But this guy didn't do that. He would cut your gut, right? Yeah, yeah. To do that. So that's a pretty intense surgery. Like it, that's oh, your yeah. gut. I mean, you're cutting your gut open there. It's oh, yeah, like that's a, like six weeks down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's six weeks down. And so my friends were going ahead and having that done. But I am a real wuss about that shit, and I didn't have any problem with my girl parts. So I, I, I was like, I don't need this. But there was this myth. There was this story that um, you had to have a hysterectomy if you went on testosterone because testosterone would cause ovarian cancer. So I finally then I was living in Virginia and I heard this commercial for this for for laparoscopic hysterectomies. So I literally went to this place because I I called them because there was like a clinic that they were talking about this. And so I made an appointment and I went in and I sat down. I talked to this doctor. I'd never met him before. And I said, here's the deal. You know, I'm a trans guy and I'm wondering, would you be willing to do a laparoscopic hysterectomy on me? And he goes, well, I might be, and we could talk about it. Because well, why do you need a hysterectomy? And I'm like, <laughs> because I'm on testosterone, and testosterone causes ovarian cancer. And he was like, who told you that? And I was like, uh, I just thought uh, it was a thing. Like, yeah. just, everybody knows that. And he was like, no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. <laughs> Let me look into some more research about that and come back and let's talk again. So I made a follow-up appointment, I t- and he was a good guy. I did some research. We talked. Yeah. Testosterone does not cause ovarian cancer. We know that now. We know the myth came because there was a lot of test. There was a lot of 
at the time, and I say a lot because there were, weren't very many of us, so it seemed like a lot of us that were uh, dying of, test, of ovarian cancer after going on testosterone. But those people were so body dysphoric that they were not getting their stuff checked out. You know right. what I mean? So they were not mm-hmm. – the time they found it was way too late because they hadn't been getting pap smears. They hadn't been getting – regular updates and things like that. I've, you know, like I've never had an issue with that. I'm happy to go get that stuff looked at. So I never had my parts out. I've still got all my girl parts. Um, and, uh, I don't have any issue with keeping them. So other than like a woman who goes through menopause, I think that's just where it puts me. Right. Right. And And then nobody knows (laughs) because nobody, nobody knows done it. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and the people that, yeah, it's just, that we don't know but that's what i'm saying how yeah. i'm i'm creating it how i say it's gonna go is it's it's just gonna be like you know i'm on already went through menopause right and yeah. so your voice won't change back no we you won't like develop breast tissue no. again no okay. i, don't I think. mean I, I was like I, i'm just trying to I answer questions that some slight, people might but yeah i can't imagine have. that yeah, but you won't grow like your you can you will you still be able to grow facial hair? Yeah, in fact, um, I don't. I think you know from what I understand that it might get softer or wispier. Uh huh. Um, but not just not like significant. Not, it won't yeah. go away. I mean, you know how uh, once a trans woman goes on estrogen, it doesn't take her beard away. She has to go get electrolysis to get that done. Right. So right. once they're, once you curl, once, once the beard sprouts, all the hair sprouts, <laughs> it just keeps coming. So yeah, yeah. I get softer and wispier from what I understand. My beard on my face is pretty thick. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, I was going to say, you've got like. It, but all I can imagine, all I can think, I think all that's going to happen is my face might soften up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get my girl face back. It'll just be a girl face with a beard so nobody will notice. So I don't think it, anything is going to change in that way. In terms of the the world's perception of me, right? Maybe right. I guess that's what I was going for. It's like the perception factor. Right. You're most likely still going to walk into a room, and most people are going to say you're a man. It's a guy. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yep. Interesting. That's yeah. Exactly. And that's why it's like. So why am I taking testosterone? Yeah. <laughs> why would I? Like, I don't why are you putting yourself at risk? Yeah. Right. I don't need to do that. So, especially when I think that you've come through this this journey of recognizing that it wasn't about being a man, right? No, it never. I mean, well, it never was. It never was. I when I when I transitioned, I knew going in that I didn't do this to become a man. That's only confusing to other people who are not transgender. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't, because everyone's I like, what I, do you I mean? I've tried to explain that until I'm blue in the face, but I'm not, never, ever, ever wanted to be a man. There was never, ever any part of me that wanted to be a man, <laughs> or that ever thinks I am a man either. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I did go through a period where I thought, for a while, I said this in the book, that the longer I w- move through the world and people perceive me as the man, as a man, the more man like I become or the more, you know what I mean, like that. But that's yeah. flipped on its ear now because now I'm viewing myself more as a human no matter how the world perceives me. Can you expand on that? 
because yeah. I think that for somebody, you know, and this is one of those things where, um, first of all, guys, I'm just asking the, I'm asking the questions that I know that people are going to be asking. <laughs> for somebody new to this podcast, <laughs> they're going to be like, what in the hell is happening there? <laughs> for somebody new to this podcast, they will not know what's happening, yes. Yeah, they're going to be like, what, what? is going on? But so I'm just asking the questions that I think most that people are wanting to would want to ask, but maybe don't feel comfortable asking. And it's like, yeah, it's Jay. I'm going to ask the question so he can tell what he feels comfortable talking about and not what he doesn't. But I think that, um, you know, I really think that this point here is a direction that we're heading in general. Well, it's a direction I'm heading and leading, and that's the other new thing for me, I guess, is to to talk about is that I am, I am coining the term, I'll tell you now, and it's like, I, 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 um, uh, I guess we could declare this is the time where I'm going to do it public, because I haven't said it out loud in public yet, Um, but the coin I'm, the term that I want to create to have people understand is called gender consciousness. And it's the idea of gender consciousness is that just the knowing that gender is a construct, right? And then living from there. But because intellectually, I could have a conversation with any of you and get you to get that gender as a construct. I can get Mm -hmm. you to get that there's not one characteristic that you can tell me that men are and that women are. Like there just isn't. (laughs) They're just... Nope. Isn't. Some men are, some nope. women are. Some men are, some... Uh, there's not one characteristic that is all... That's one gender. Gender is all, as far as I'm concerned, all made up. What we yep. know is that there's one gene and a few chromosomes that have us be different in our bodies. Their, mm-hmm. ovary, their testes are our ovaries. You know what I mean? Like, right. their dick is our clit. I mean, it's just the whole body. It's yep. the same body. It's, it's all those things. So oh, much, yeah. It's all mm-hmm. hormones and... You know, so and then the rest of it, as far as I'm concerned, is training. Um, but I want to I want to create a world where we move away from and where businesses move away from and we as humans move away from having to gender people at all. Right. Yep. Like I just yep. think- and that's what I meant. Yeah. This is where we're going. Yeah. yeah. So and the more I see myself as a human being and as a leader in this, because I feel so much more free now that I've decided to go off testosterone because now I'm feeling like, oh, I'm just going to be flat out just me. Like there's nothing chemical added here. I'm all done with all that. I'm just who I am, and I feel free to be whatever gender fluid way I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I think that that is incredibly it's, – it's, it's one of those things where I feel like I get this also from my daughter who – she's 14 and this is a conversation we've had a lot. I mean, she's the one who told me, you know, mom, you know, gender is a construct. I mean, like she like is having these conversations already. Gen Z generation. We just have to catch up. Companies have to catch up now if they want to attract any of those people to come work for them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they have to catch up and the rest of the world has to, the older generation, they're going to die off anyway. But I mean, it'd be nice if we could all catch up to the, because it's so freeing to be able to be like, I don't have to be, I mean, it's everywhere. H&M just has a whole new androgyny line that they just put out. You know, the gender-neutral clothing. Right. Which is, you know, it's like one of those things where 
the more that we, I, this it's like when this, just like, just like, just like you, just like you said, if we could sit anybody down and have a conversation and you'd get mm-hmm. it and they'd get it, it's the more that I'm learning and the more that I understand things and it's like, yeah, you know, that all makes total all and complete well, sense. for one thing, I mean, I'm, I've got, in up. October, I'll be launching this, I've got two different places. One is a hour long and one is a 20 minute long keynote um, of this topic uh, and I'm working on some new stuff around this, but the idea is that like I came into this world and I was called female. Right. And then I was given all these boundaries that that meant like all this stuff. And then I took testosterone and I, like I said, I never one time <laughs> said I wanted to be a man, but the world said I was a man and the world treated me like a man. And then all of this stuff became available. All this new stuff became available to me because I was a man. And then, and now I'm going off testosterone and I still have all my parts, but I don't have any boobs. And now I have a beard. And what the hell am I? I mean, I've got ovaries and a beard. What the hell am I? And why do we, and, and, but that's the thing is, what does it matter? Well, (laughs) I I think you are Jay. I, there's a bunch more coming right behind me. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I'm going to yes, be real accessible so you can fact. get used to me because there's a bunch coming right behind me that aren't tolerating this bullshit about you having to yeah. tolerate us. And exactly. so I'm like, from is a place I, I, of, You're much gentler than, uh, than the next too, generation. Because right now people tolerate us. This, this is a tol- where like they tolerate, they put up with it. Like, you know, they, they're offended, but fine, I'll be supportive. That's where we are right now, you know. That's yes, a whole yeah, world. Yeah. Where... Or they're just so disgusting and nasty well, yeah. about. Some people are just being you know, horrible. But we don't know. pay it. Those people are not in our sphere. So uh, they're getting, you know, they'll have to transform with the next generation probably. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, gonna, well, or not. And then, but it's just going to, cool. they're going to, they're going to f- find out their boss, you know, is. Uh, you know, uses they, them pronouns one day and they're going to have to either, you know, deal with it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is I think that most people right now can other like, Oh, it's other people that are that way. Other, 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 because they, they don't necessarily connect with just how wide spread this new movement is. They were that they're going to have a though. box. There's just so much. We saw Lakaja yeah. Foe is playing here at the university. Or a doctor, you know, if you haven't or... got a chance to see it, it's so good. They did such a good job. And so if you compare Lakaja Foe, which is a, was, I believe, written in 1973, right? And is there, you know, if you're not familiar with this play, we're talking about the same play that Robin Williams did later uh, with what's his name, Lane, Nathan Lane, Robin Williams, Nathan Lane played it as they called it the birdcage, right? And it's about a gay man and his partner who is also a gay man but is a female impersonator. Um, and in the in the play, they call her a transvestite. Um, but so they have a child and he wants to have her basically be gone for the time that he is bringing his family home. Well, in 1973. You know, people thought, well, that's a logical thing to ask. You know what I mean? Right. But the impact of that yep. play mm-hmm. right now was, I mean, it hit me like right between the eyes. I just, I cried all the way through that damn thing. <laughs> I was like, 
with gay men, like men singing love so, love stories to each other, you know, love songs to each other, and this this does he have any idea what you're asking me to do? And and the audience gets the impact of that now. Where in 1973, I think it was more like, well, of course you would. What's the big deal? You know, but now, well, yeah, there's, of course. Really, and like yeah, they were you accepting. We had to come 1973. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. For us to like. I wasn't even born yeah. yet. No, you weren't even born. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, but it's shifting. Ugh. It's moving that way. And so the, I think that that's my. My point, though, is the good news and to focus on the good good stuff is that there is an awakening happening um, around gender consciousness that is uh, – I'm excited to get to be leading and leading from a place of this is what I was born for, clearly. Because uh, yeah. it's I think so. No, I <laughs> just agree. And it just keeps coming back. It Yeah. It just keeps coming back, too. That's what I think is funny is that, like, just over the years of knowing you and the different things that you've gone after, and that doesn't mean that you're not going to continue to do your personal transformation work and work as a life coach and do all of those things, of course. But this part of being a leader in this area has been butting up against everything else that you've been doing as long as I've known you. And I'm just super excited that you're, like, embracing it and you're going to start doing this, you know, inside of your career as somebody who I think can make such a gigantic impact and uh, you already have been and now being able to go into uh, companies and and do your keynote speaking engagements and all of those things, you're going to make such a huge difference in the world. Uh, It's going to be so much bigger than I think that we even can imagine, but I'm just real proud of you for Thank making you. that leap. Yeah, it's um, it's weird because I'm, you know, I've been in this weird place of uh, not, I don't know, not really having a clear picture, uh, and I still don't have a hundred percent clear picture. It's like it's literally like one kind of coming out of the dark one step at a time, um, but I have a lot of faith and it's all coming together, and there's all kinds of I'm having fun. It's interesting. Jessica and I were just talking because, um, you know, our relationship is always working and we're so blessed and so grateful. And we've been spending a lot of time just focused on each other and the kids this summer. And, uh, you know, I can feel that in my wallet. <laughs> you know what I, <laughs> if you don't yes. work, you don't eat. <laughs> so I can feel that yep. in my wallet. And we were just talking about it earlier about how we don't care. Like we just don't especially right now in our country, like I don't care about, I care about what's, what there's to care about, like what's in front of me. You know what I mean? Like my family and my kids and like this making a difference for trans kids and people getting this conversation is what I, what's relevant to me. And I have to stay focused Mm -hmm. on what's relevant to me because not that everything, all the chaos in the world isn't relevant to me. I mean, obviously, it's, well, but it, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. You know, it's a constant conversation of being conscious of what I want to create and at the same time not going unconscious to all that's happening in the world, you know. Uh, but I just know that for me anyway, right now, this summer anyway, um, what has been mine to do has been to hang out with my wife and kids a lot. 
they can just be grateful that we're together and that we have Yeah. And because, well, you know what? I think that's interesting that you say that because, you know, just like I just said, I feel like you are in a situation right now where you're about to sort of, this is sort of going to blow up and you're going to be traveling and you're going to be going and doing these things for people. And you know what I mean? So having this opportunity this summer to, to take a breath and just be still with your family, I think, you know, I think it's the universe leading its way up to what's, what's next. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I'm really content yeah, about it. Though. I think I'm so. I'm very content and very happy and um, feeling very guided and grounded and um, yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> it's weird. I was just, that's what I'm saying to Jessica is like, I feel sometimes I can have the thought, because I'm not going to say I feel the feeling, I can have the thought that I shouldn't be as content as I am right now. You know what I mean? It's like I almost I feel get that. guilty oh, for yeah. being content when there's so much crap mm-hmm. and chaos in the world. But and also real grateful for the level of content that I'm like, it's it's going to be okay eventually. These fuckers are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to die eventually. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> on that note <laughs> oh man well thank you guys so much for spending some time with us catching up I mean we're catching up with each other too and um, running and gunning and all the things that we do but um, you know if you guys are ready for a coaching call we would love 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 to schedule some more coaching calls um, if you've got something that you've been stewing over let us know and we can walk you through it. Um, we've got some additional really awesome interviews coming up here in the next few weeks as well. Yeah, if you have any questions about anything or anything, just let us know and we'll hopefully get get you connected at whichever you need. So We will see you guys next week. All right, bye. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going. Or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you, and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected, and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.